Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is Own Your Woo. This is the first episode of 2020. It's that way for a reason. I've been working on this episode for about five months, uh, give or take. It's been on my desktop and I check in and I edit and I ask if it's ready to go and it says no. And then I check in and I edit and I ask if it's ready to go and it says no. And then yesterday it was like, I think so. So I recorded it and today I woke up like, that's not good enough. So I did one final round of edits and now it's good to go. So this is one that has taken an incredible amount of time and energy for me to process and to bring to you in such a succinct way. Um, It frames a vision for a better world in a way that's completely doable. It's really vulnerable. It's also really exciting. So if I speak too quickly, I apologize in advance because I get stoked when I get going. Um, And this one is coming out on January 1st. The next one is coming out on January 14th. That's to give you two full weeks to enjoy this one, to get to this one, and possibly to listen to it twice, which I've never recommended before. And we are hundreds of episodes in because this one really has room for digestion within it, that this is not a one and done, oh, yeah, 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 we'll just tweak SEO, fine, great, good. This is not a hit the high points. This is not a bullet point edition. This is like deep soul food and I would be so honored if you would treat it as such Um, and if you dig it or if you didn't get the memo from last year um, there were 35 podcast episodes in 2019 and so there's a 35 for 35 dollars campaign happening at kristenkelp.com slash podcast so you can chip in because the podcast takes a tremendous amount of time and energy and focus Um, And if you enjoy it, it would be a great honor for you to return that favor to me monetarily in a small way, um, just so that this whole thing keeps going, keeps perpetuating, keeps doing what I need it to do, um, because that's how I want to do this thing. That's the world that I want to live in. Um, I wish some of my favorite podcast episodes had like tip jars, donation boxes, or ways to fund them. simply because I would. I would and I do. Other, I just have to go and buy books and audios and make random donations to places and people's names <laughs> in order to feel like I'm not taking from certain people 
that I'm taking too much from certain people that I listen to. Anyway, neither here nor there. We're going to do this. It's going to be so good. And again, I apologize in advance if I go too fast because I'm so stoked and I will try to temper myself. Okay, here we go. Um, This is Own Your Woo. Denying your power weakens it. You have superpowers, i.e. woo, intuition, whatever you choose to call it. And if you're one of my peeps, those superpowers probably aren't entirely mundane in nature. We're not talking like, I'm not even going to talk about what we're not talking about. Here's Here's what I am talking about. I see coaching clients with superpowers shrug off their magic like it's no big deal. And I'm using a bunch of words interchangeably like magic, superpowers, woo, intuition, um, power, simply because one of those will feel resonant with you. And then that's the one that I want you to carry forward throughout this whole episode. I have watched my peeps bat down compliments about everything from their extraordinary singing voice to their artistry with a camera to being in business for more than 10 years. Um, They've fought with me about how tripling their income through really hard work and really vulnerable practices and quitting their job is no big deal because they were trying to quadruple their income so their efforts don't count. Like, if you don't hit your goal, then all the things you did to accomplish the goal don't count. That is bullshit. I've had a friend cure my fever by holding my hand for a few minutes and increasing my body temperature. And again, I shit you not, cure my fever. Like, insanity. Like, I'm lying in bed coughing and hacking and fevery, and then we can take one of those things off the table because the fever is not there anymore. This podcast is a reflection of my wish that extraordinary people own their power as easily as politicians own theirs. The power we collectively possess within us is far more capable of creating better worlds than any single policy on earth, but we pretend it's no big deal. We minimize ourselves and our talents at every turn. Let's stop doing that. Owning your woo means refusing to deny your power. It means allowing yourself to see what you see, feel what you feel, and know what you know. What you see, feel, and know might be different from what others see, feel, and know, which is where your courage is required. Your power will always ask you to speak up, to tell us when you see a better way forward, to make art where there's now a trash heap or an abandoned lot, to grow plants in the soil where I could only make dandelions grow because I do not speak plant yet, (laughs) to steer us away from energetically volatile humans, to help us enter into peaceful transitions from one phase of our lives to the next. And in particular, doulas, I'm looking at you, you undercharging, beautiful, beautiful humans, you. (laughs) Here are a few ways to tell if you've been denying your power all along. And again, and as always, this is not me being so high and mighty and knowing things. This is me having done every single one of these things and then articulating them back to you and saying, Please, can we not do these anymore? Because the minute that you notice them, you can change them. And that's where I want you to be. That's where I want all of us to be. So ways to deny your power. When talking about anything spiritual, intuitive, or mysterious, do you offer the disclaimer of this is woo-woo before you begin? So what that does effectively, you might as well just say, like, I'm lying, and then continue with whatever you're saying, because it puts such doubt 
as a framework for the whole thing that it doesn't actually work the way that you want it to. It undercuts everything that comes after it. So what if you just don't offer that disclaimer anymore? What if you just go for it? Um, Do you write your power off as something everyone can do? This happens all the time. All the time. People do extraordinary things and they're like, no, everyone can do that. And it's my job, partly a lot of the time, to be like, no, they fucking can't. No, they cannot do that. No, 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 they cannot. And that comes from people telling me when I try to write myself off and be like, oh, no, that's something everyone can do. No, 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 they can't. And so can you do that for yourself and for other people when you see someone writing their power off as something everyone can do to be like, no, they really can't. Uh, when you're talking about things that are intuitive, spiritual, or mysterious, do you refuse to share your tenderest, most soulful, or weird bits with your partners or friends? Um, the weird is in quotation marks. I'm air quoting, but you can't see that right now. Um, and that's those parts that are new, that are soft, that are like, ooh, this is sacred. I don't know if I should share this with someone. This is not you have to share it with everyone. This is can you let someone that you really love see that part of you? Other ways to deny your power, you try and blend in and pretend you don't know the things that you know. And that can be knowing at an intuitive level or knowing at a completely factual, data-driven level, um, just as uh, in the book, The Testaments by Margaret Atwood, like Aunt Lydia knew things and she just pretended she didn't know. Uh, Do you mold yourself to others' societal standards because you're afraid of using your own? And that can be as simple as pretending to love Game of Thrones when you don't give a shit, or that can be much deeper, like agreeing to have kids when you don't wish to, or not having kids because your mom said you shouldn't, or whatever it is, can you create your own societal standards? Other ways to downplay your power, do you minimize the role of the spiritual in your life and the lives of others? So if you're a person who's um, meditating for an hour a day, and you just ignore that completely when you talk to other people about what you do in your life, that sort of a thing. And your spiritual practice can be anything that's related to your particular intuitive superpower. Um, Do you overcorrect for woo in the direction of the logical and practical? Again, heavy air quoting is happening around logical and practical. So you love the woo, you're drawn to the woo, you love the intuition, you're developing your skills, but you overcorrect away from woo in the direction of only the logical and the practical matters get through. Do you have like an intuitive spreadsheet happening? (laughs) Or do you just squash your intuition and then proceed to slowly die inside? Now, I've done this in very minor ways, like staying in my marriage for seven years too long. Just really minor things, you know, um, that we know a thing. We know it's time to move on. We know it's time to start. We know it's time to stop. We know it's time to go. We know it's time to make. We know it's time to stop making. We know it's time to sell a thing. And we don't, for whatever reason, because it's scary. And then we push it down. And when when you know that you're supposed to do X and you don't do X and you just push it down and pretend it's not there, you begin to die inside, period. There's no way around it. There's no like, oh, well, there's no, this has no consequences. It lives in the body. 
The body keeps the score and the body always wins. That's a Brene Brown quote. The body keeps the score and the body always wins. So let's stop doing this shit. And if you're like, yes, but logical and practical, aha, Charles Eisenstein says, quote, despair dresses in the costume of reason. However, it forgets the miracles of healing that become available when we enter a broader story. So this podcast is about forget the costume of reason that is so often despair, that is so often we cannot change this, we cannot do anything about this, this is just the way it is, it's always been this way, it will always be this way. There are miracles of healing available to us when we enter a broader story. So this Own Your Woo is a call to enter the broader story. Denying what you know empowers harmful societal systems that are more than happy to take your power away and then sell you the quote-unquote solution. I'm going to hit on two of them. There are lots more. Uh, first up, denying your woo benefits the patriarchy in a big way. And that's the capital T, capital P patriarchy. Um, this is from Ariel Gore's We Were Witches. Quote, the witch hunts in Europe coincided with the rise of Western medicine as a profit-based and exclusively male profession. The witch hunts coincided, too, with the expansion of European imperialism and the European slave trade in Africa. The more territory European colonists claimed, the more people they enslaved overseas, the more women they publicly murdered at home. Ironically, this whole era in European history is known as the Renaissance. End quote. And again, that's from the novel We Were Witches by Ariel Gore. Women were healers and medicine carriers until dudes of old decided that medicine was their domain, and thus the persecution of witches and wise women was carried out throughout the ages. Here's the thing, though. You will not be burned at the stake for learning plant medicine, for using tools of divination, for helping others heal, or for listening to the guides, spirits, and ancestors who have much to say when you learn to speak the language of energy. Some part of you, probably the most wise and ancient part, has trouble believing this, but it's true. There is no upside to denying the parts of you that are gifted at healing, that know just what to do or say, or that make people feel seen, safe, comfortable, and loved. We need you. It's safe to know what you know, see what you see, and feel what you feel. You are safe now. Next up, denying your woo benefits capitalism in hugely profitable ways. The guiding quote here is from Meg Wolitzer from her novel, The Female Persuasion. Quote, there are no grades anymore. Sometimes I think you forget that. There are never going to be grades for the rest of your life. So you just have to do what you want to do. Forget about how it looks. Think about what it is. Unquote. When you stifle your inner knowing, it's much easier to market to you via authority figures who claim to have the solution to your very specific problem. How often have you purchased a product or system, particularly in business, that is effectively being marketed as the way, capital T, capital W, when really there is no one way, there is no next level, there's only where you are right now, and you listening deeply to you, keeping an ear to the ground in order to discern your next right step. The odds of your next right step being a multi-thousand dollar program that teaches you about Facebook ads when you haven't done the deep work of developing your voice, honing your talent, sharing your work, and asking for help 
is precisely zero. Please note that developing your voice, honing your talent, sharing your work, and asking for help are often free or cheap endeavors. Sure, you're going to have to use lots of clay to become a better sculptor, but you're not required to spend triple your budget supply, your supply budget, on seminars, workshops, and online programs in the name of earning more made-up credentials or learning to sell in ways that hurt your soul. I'm not asking you to give up on education or to cease attendance at workshops. I'm only asking that you run firmly and quickly in the opposite direction of absolutely anyone who has a one-size-fits-all system being touted as the way. Listen to the voice within you that shies away from an authority figure, even if everyone else is firmly in love with them. And that includes me. If you're like, I don't really like you, that's okay. You don't have to listen. (laughs) Um, But if part of you doesn't like me because I'm telling the truth, that's different. This is just like, yuck, you're gross. I don't want anything to do with you. Run away. Even when I'm at my most markety and salesy, I'm happy to turn people away from my offerings because they just aren't a good fit for everyone. Honesty about others' needs helps keep me fundamentally in alignment with my deepest values, one of which is listening to my inner cues about those who are interested in my work. Sometimes it is time to work with me, sometimes it isn't, and I'm happy to tell you which is which when you take the time to ask. Um, Speaking of which, um, there are uh, six year-long coaching spots available in KK on Tap. You can check them out at kristenkelp.com slash tap or send me a note via k at kristenkelp.com. If you're listening early in January, it'll still be waitlist and I'll let you know. You'll have access to my program and book archives. Lots of things that are not for sale anymore are available there. Uh, You'll get free admission to the upcoming voice workshop this May. And you will have quarterly one-on-one and quarterly group coaching calls with me. Most peeps make their money back within a few months. And some clients go as far as to increase their income by 450% when working with me for a year. Again, that's, a, that's an owning of superpower, not an exaggeration. 450% is an exact figure. Uh, so again, you're going to hit up kristenkelp.com tap to get details and to talk to me about coaching. I'm fixing a typo in my thing. Okay. Um, we next up, and this one's really painful actually, uh, but it's really good for you to hear. We move to a consequence of denying your woo that you might not have considered. Denying your woo, your intuition denies not only your power, but my power and the collective power we humans wield when we are honest about the workings of the universe. Denying your superpowers makes those around you question their own, while refusing to accept compliments teaches everyone around you to either stop complimenting you or to deflect praise as well. So it's not just you that's affected when you completely and totally shut down your intuition. It's the collective power of intuition in terms of the globe and the universe that you are affecting. To claim our woo is to claim the possibility of a more fulfilling life starting right now. When we tap into and fully own our woo, our mystery, the unknowable, the grace within it, we regain power at a fundamental level, power to heal our own bodies, power to tell our doctors that no, they actually don't know what's best for us, power to claim dominion over all of our emotions, our too muchness and our not enoughness. 
power to be vulnerable and to be deeply human even when being alive feels like a shit show, which frankly is often these days. Power to undo our old patterns and beliefs in the name of healing. Power to be deeply fulfilled by our work when it isn't making six or seven or eight or nine figures, and especially if it never will, by design. Power to be filled up by music, by shared conversation, by nourishing food, by making love, by books, by learning, and or by most everything the world has on offer at little cost or within the context of community gifts freely given. When we fully claim our intuitive nature and our knowing, we have the power to create a world in which libraries are better funded than prisons, and in which our fellow humans value kindness to the earth and to others more deeply than they value buying more cheap shit at Target and then going home to play with it alone. The first step toward owning your woo is to acknowledge that it exists and it's accurate. For example, terribly personal example, Bear and I had lots of fights about Louise C.K. at the start of our relationship. Uh, He is a stand-up comic. Uh, He was one of Bear's favorite stand-up comics, and uh, I would contend that he was a bad person. I could feel it, and Bear would say, Louise gives lots of money to charity, and he was dedicated to progressive causes. I know, but he's gross, I would contend. Bear would go frustrated that I couldn't back up my feelings with facts or evidence or data, and that was that. Years later, when it was revealed that Louise C.K. was and is a sexual predator, and he like completely admitted that to the general public, Bear apologized. Lots. There was no way I was going to follow the dude around with a video camera to catch him doing nefarious deeds, but there was also no way I was going to deny my knowing just because dude gives money to charity. I knew he wasn't to be trusted, even when the facts needed to justify my feelings weren't obvious to those around me. You have those powers too. You know that person is to be avoided from a thousand yards away, or that woman is going to leave you a one-star Yelp review no matter what you do, or that teacher isn't in alignment with what they're teaching, even if they have Oprah's approval and have sold 43.9 million books this year. Your instincts are real, and your knowing is real, and the only reason that's weird is because capitalism and science haven't yet found ways to make your knowing tangible and therefore saleable to the general public. You are drawn to people and programs for, again, heavy air quotes, no good reason, while others leave you with a case of the heebie-jeebies. If we simply stopped buying shit from people who give us the heebie-jeebies, we'd be 20% further along as a society than we are right now. None of this bullshit separating the artist from the art because that's never a grace that's given to women. It's only ever given to men. If everyone stopped listening to R. Kelly because he's a serial rapist. If we stopped buying Trump stuff and supporting him in any way because he's a man without a moral compass. If we stopped investing in big oil because, sure, it's profitable for stockholders, but it's also killing the planet and all of our lives depend on stopping its rain. Your overriding, your deepest instincts is harmful to you, yes, but also to society in general, to our collective knowing. Your instincts whisper things like, Hold people accountable for their actions. Give less funding to shitty corporations wherever you can. Delete the Amazon Prime app from your phone and buy locally more often. These are small changes that really do matter. 
asshole brain will say they don't matter or they're no big deal or Amazon is unstoppable. But those things aren't true when we collectively imagine better futures. And this is a call to imagine better futures. Imagine a world in which Amazon is not the only game in town. Imagine a world in which Trump is not the president. Imagine a world in which serial rapists are not also number one best-selling artists. Imagine a world in which being accused of rape does not cause your downloads on Spotify to increase instead of decrease. Imagine better futures. And also, honor your knowing. Is there anything you know is true, but don't yet have the facts to prove? These are a series of, I think, about 10 questions that can help you like, oh, when you say, when I say honor your knowing, you might be thinking, well, I don't have any knowing. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Is there anything you know is true, but don't yet have the facts to prove? It doesn't have to be like a Louise C.K. thing. Uh, What I mean is this. When scientists did extensive studies of blue mind and found that humans are happier and healthier when they're in the presence of large bodies of water like the ocean, we all smacked our foreheads and said, of course. Sometimes our inner knowing is far, far ahead of science. Uh, Or when they found that uh, people in happy marriages, when they would hold hands, when the other person was like post-surgery, the person who had had the surgery would experience less pain. Whereas if they were just holding a person's hand versus, versus the person that they were partnered with's hand, they would experience higher amounts of pain. Obviously, duh. Um, but, you know, science has to catch up. Um, do you have any experiences that defy explanation or sound absolutely unbelievable? So during the last breathwork training I attended, I was tending to a woman breathing in front of me. And this has never happened before. Um, The spirit of her father approached, looked at me and just said, isn't she great? Like very cursory glance at me and then just like, oh, look at her with all the love in the world. And I nodded crying because yes, of course she's great. The fact that I was communicating with a spirit and not a human in this reality was strange to me, but no less true because of its strangeness. Further, I've experienced moments of timelessness, of deep knowing, and of connection while doing breathwork. I've met lines of my ancestors stretching back through time. I've convened with animal spirits. I've been healed by an ancient oracle who lives in another realm. I've breathed out anger and hurt and pain and societal installations meant to silence me. I've been doing breathwork for years, and it's only very recently that there was this big, huge pain in my jaw. And when I was like, oh, let's take out whatever that is. It was this little thing that stopped me from speaking. I installed it when I was about five. Like an energetic, like, shut the fuck up. Um, Because I figured out that people liked me better when I was quiet. Right? Um, I've been healed of illness. I have seen paths forward through seemingly impossible situations for myself and for people around me. Breathwork has helped me to cure both my thyroid and my depression and to connect more deeply to my inner knowing. If you're curious and you would like a Breathwork 101 class to try out my favorite spiritual practice, the softness session starts soon. We're going to take six weeks to ease you into breathwork through the lenses of my biggest uh, universal life lessons so far. So it's not like this is my life lesson doesn't apply to you. It's these big universal lessons and then we breathe through them. One participant, Joanna, said, quote, I just love this course. I feel like it should be a prerequisite for adulthood. This isn't the sort of thing that usually blows up and goes viral, but it should. 
I can't think of very many people I know who wouldn't benefit from your wisdom and this process. Your stories and heart and experiences are so beautiful. The realness is rare and refreshing. End quote. You can check it out at thesoft.space right now. So if any part of breathwork or your intuition is like, oh, like you lean forward, you pay attention, you're curious, head to thesoft.space, T-H-E-S-O-F-T dot space, S-P-A-C-E, right now and get on board. Because often the tragedy of this is that we pay attention to the authority figures who say, you need to do this right now via marketing. And we ignore the people who are like, please just listen to your inner knowing and do this if it feels good. Those people get the shaft. And the cis white dudes selling passive income make even more millions of dollars. And that, frankly, is bullshit. Next question. Have you ever known you were meant to take a class, attend a workshop, or learn from a person, even though it made no logical sense at the time? Again, heavy air quotes are happening around made no logical sense at the time. I once got on a plane to attend a workshop for a teacher I had seen once in a magazine. Turns out that workshop and its setting put pretty glorious forces into motion. I fell in love with Laguna Beach, California. I had some of the best days of my life. I grew closer to my best friend. I reacquainted myself with childhood beliefs I'd left for dead. And I cradled myself around my dying spark of aliveness, which was so dying for so long, uh, for long enough to take the next step in my life within a few months. And the next step was getting a divorce. So the things that are for no reason, heavier quotes, generally, um, if you follow them, they lead somewhere interesting. And I'm not talking about people that have died and, that, and for no reason. Like that, I, I do not, I don't claim to know any of that stuff. But generally, when you find yourself wildly attracted to a teacher, a workshop, a class, a book, a podcast, a, a, a new topic, a hobby, generally, if you follow it, it'll take you somewhere really interesting and it'll move you forward in the growth sense. Other questions. Did you ever override your instincts about a person, place, or event only to sorely regret it later? I could say so many things that would get me so very sued, so I'm not going to say anything right now. But yes, I have done that. (laughs) It was a shit show. Next question. Which of your superpowers do you regularly deny, ignore, or pretend that they're no big deal? Um, and then which superpower uh, are you ready to claim as your own even though it's scary to do so and this can be something um, superpowers come in all sizes and shapes so it might be like you make the world's best whipped cream and you give people the recipe and they can't do it the way that you do small superpower fantastic It might be that when someone walks into a room, you can read their energy, excuse me, coffee burp, feel what they're feeling, um, sense where their weaknesses are, and sense where their vulnerabilities are, and just have that information. You don't even have to use it sometimes, you just know. Um, It might be that you have a sixth sense about where or what topic to bring up at a con- in a party to bring everyone to life without any controversy, looking at my peacemakers and my Enneagram nines there. 
It might be that you navigate conflict exceptionally well, even when it's incredibly difficult, or that you can keep a cool head even when you disagree so strongly with someone that I would want to punch them and you are just super cool and calm. Not everyone can do those things. It might be that you are the most amazing caregiver on the face of the planet. Uh, It might be that you make these meals that make people feel so deeply loved and nourished that they just don't even know what's happening. Or it might be something artistic, like your your singing voice, uh, your ability to make people feel safe, your ability to help other people see a way forward, your ability to just be with people. You don't have to see or fix or do anything. You can just be with them. Um, There are many, 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 many superpowers. And if you claim it as your own, it's so much easier for all of us to be like, okay, you're the person that I go to if I need X, and you're the person I go to if I need Y, and you're the person I ask about this, and you're the person I ask about that. And when you come out of hiding, it makes it easier for those of us who are willing to embrace our superpowers to be like, oh shit, I can't help you at all, but I can send you to him or her or them, and wow, they will take such good care of you. Next question, have you ever passed up an opportunity that others called you crazy for missing? Crazy, like you're silly, or if, if crazy is a word for you, then, you know, just they didn't understand. Only to find that you avoided a disaster of epic proportions. So, like, it looked like a good train. Woo, woo, was going through, and then it just went off the rails, and you completely avoided it by listening to your intuition. Because remember that, that counts. What I'm trying to do is put the coins in your intuitive bank, be like, oh, yes, I remember. Yes, I'm not without intuition. Have you ever received knowing visually or orally without knowing where it came from? And orally sounds really awkward on a podcast, but it's A-U-R-A-L-L-Y. It's simply via your ears. So you hear a voice, you hear a word, um, you see something in your field of vision. Like when you read a book and you see uh, the, the story happening in your brain, in that same place, you can see other things. And it's okay if you haven't. We're just, pl- I'm asking lots of questions to ask for places where your intuition might have shown up and where you can give it just a little bit more power. And then finally, do you ever have premonitions that come true? Like you were like, oh my God, those two are gonna get a divorce within six months. And it's nothing, you don't know them. You're just watching them walk down the street and you're like, oh, that's happening. Um, and it's not vindictive. It is, it's a completely neutral piece of information that when you have a premonition in many cases. But that doesn't make it less true or less likely to come true. So each of those questions points to a way of knowing. And those ways of knowing are not these strictly capitalist, ultra-productive, data-driven ways that you can download an app and begin using immediately but they're no less valid because they aren't available in the Apple store. We have to stop pretending that because something is not on a phone, it doesn't exist or it's not important. Honor your knowing. In the coming weeks, you can consciously stop offering a disclaimer of this is woo-woo before you speak about spiritual matters. Just don't fucking say it. Just pause for the length of time that you would have said it and then speak. It makes a huge difference. You can consciously stop writing your superpowers off as something everyone can do. No, 
no, no, I cannot read my childhood diaries and then make an interpretive dance about them that's about, you know, 40 minutes long to express to a group of people at the Fringe Festival. No, I can't do that. My body does not do that. That's not something everyone can do. You can share a tender, soulful bit of knowing with someone you love. You can simply know the things you know without pretending otherwise. You can use your own standards of measurement for reaching success, fulfillment, and joy. So if something is deeply fulfilling for you, just embrace that it's deeply fulfilling for you and you don't have to explain it to anyone that is owning your woo and owning your power. You can center the role of the spiritual in your life instead of relegating it to the edges of your existence meaning you can make space for it daily or weekly instead of being like, oh, that happens sometimes for like 10 minutes on Saturday mornings when I remember. You can give it a sacred position in your life because it is sacred. You can give credence to the woo, to the intuitive, instead of deferring to the logical and practical, heavy air quotes, particularly when those two things lead you in opposite directions. If your whole heart wants to move to Portland, Oregon, It is not time to talk about how maybe a better or logical choice would be bleh. I don't give a shit (laughs) because I'm moving to Portland because something is calling me in this deep, intuitive way. And it's very clear that that's the next step. And so that's happening. Uh, You can also acknowledge and voice your intuitive hits instead of slowly dying inside. And if you have a big intuitive hit that you know, you're like, that relationship has to end or this relationship should start, you can start with much smaller things. You can start with, okay, but should I eat this or should I eat that? You can go to the local co-op and touch supplements and find some that feel good for you. Um, You can do simple, 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 simple things to say, hey, I hear you. I'm working on this. That's not yet, but I can listen to these other things about you that you're trying to tell me. So you're developing a relationship with your intuition. You are putting coins in the the intuition trust bucket uh, because Brene Brown teaches us that trust happens like coin by coin effectively, that there's like a coin bank of trust and trust happens one coin at a time. You can't rush it. But we can hopefully go back through and be like, oh, there was a whole coin bank of things in there. Like, actually, my intuition has served me very well here and here and here and here and here and here and here. It has, yes. So can we trust it? Can we own it? Can we continue to drop coins in that bank? When you speak about your intuition plainly, avoiding the eye darts or hushed tones that often turn up when people talk about spiritual matters, you do each and every one of us here on earth a favor. You honor the ancestors, yours and mine, who knew so much without speaking and who honored their knowing by caring for the earth and each other with varying degrees of tenderness. You also honor those who gleaned spiritual meaning from their everyday lives through intuitive means when a host of oppressive societal systems kept them from being free. A short list of evils that thrive when we override our inner compasses at a societal level include genocide, ecocide, slavery, discrimination, hatred, warfare, and ever-inflating, unstoppable military spending for nuclear proliferation so extensive that it has the ability to wipe our existence from the planet in a matter of seconds. When we override our intuition, bad shit happens at the personal level and at the societal level. 
Finally, when you actually listen to your, your intuition, you honor yourself, your interiors, and your truest work when you move in the direction of your inner knowing. The world does not need one more person who has quieted their knowing and taken up a life of extracting resources from the earth or from one another. We need those who know and who honor their knowing, who listen and who act accordingly. Please listen and act accordingly. This one is super frightening to put into the world. It feels like I might have said the wrong thing somewhere. I might have not labeled a system appropriately. I might have failed to include a system. And um, that's all entirely possible. And also this feels like I have to put this out regardless. Um, so thank you for listening, for being here, for doing this. Um, if you in any way find yourself drawn to me or to my work, um, please honor that. Um, coaching spots open soon, kristinkelp.com slash tap. There will either be a wait list or a buy button there when you listen to this. You can check it out. Um, just shoot me a note, k at kristinkelp.com if you'd like. And, um, and then the softness sessions, which are all about breathwork, intuition, learning to listen to your intuition, all that good stuff. Um, those are starting soon at thesoft.space. And um, I cannot wait to participate in those with you. I love teaching breathwork because it's so much about me creating a space where awesome shit happens, but I don't get to know exactly what's going to happen. Um, I step out of the way and let, uh, let the energy of the universe do its thing, which is pretty cool. So may you, may you see what you see. May you feel what you feel. May you know what you know. May you refuse to silence that in the face of anyone or anything on this earth. May you stand up for what you know, for what you see, for what you feel, and for what you believe in every action and micro-action that makes its way toward you. May you weave room for grace and intuition and... Uh, and the sacred, the holy, and the woo into your life in 2020 instead of relegating it to the sidelines. May you listen and act accordingly. Thank you so much, and I will see you on January 14th. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. 
www.thepowerofthenow.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.